0: Welcome to Criminal Gines, a comedic true crime watch-along podcast where we watch criminal minds, all 15 seasons, and discuss the true crime that can be linked, however, indirectly to the episode. We're your hosts, Stacey Johnson and Veronica Shea, and this week we're joined by Emma Oliver in discussing Season 2, Episode 13, No Way Out. There, but
1: now we're the poop eaters. Come, (laughs) he'll grow out of it.
0: Uh, well, thanks, thanks you for being here
1: emma <laughs> that's cool okay we are
0: talking about <laughs> we are on episode 35 season 2 episode 13 no way out it is set in golconda nevada <gasps> yeah which honestly does not get enough love i think in the world good old golconda I had to look Nevada. it up and see if it was a real place. Really? You've never? Oh, I've driven through I've Golconda.
1: literally never been. And I, li- I live here my whole life. And I was like, what the heck is Have Golconda? Have you been to Winnemucca? Yeah. Then I've been to Golconda. Well, no. Have you been to Elko? Yeah. Been to Elko. Then you've driven through Golconda. Oh.
0: Hmm. It's go just thanks. outside Winnemucca on the way to Elko. Oh. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> there is no reason anyone needs to go to Golconda. Truly. And this episode uh, tells us why. All right. We're in Golconda, Nevada. The BA is already there. We're in an old-fashioned diner talking to Frank, who is obsessed with names and whose mom was a whore.
2: Autistic. Well, the first part.
0: Yes. Okay. Not the, not the <laughs> mom being a whore. Could you imagine if that
1: was the link? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that made me think they of girls. Give... <laughs> Your mom's a whore. Oh. Anyways, right. move on. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs>
0: Uh, They give a detailed profile of a sexual sadistic serial killer that matches Frank exactly. And he tells Gideon that when he's done with his strawberry milkshake, Gideon will get what he came for. But ultimately, Frank is walking out of the door and they're going to let him. There's a bus full of missing children and a missing sheriff. It appears that Frank has been killing for 30-plus years, dropping bodies in remote areas near Interstate 80, abducting and killing, quote-unquote, throwaways. He has over 100 bodies. He's been using an Airstream trailer as a kill room. The victims were alive when they were dismembered. He prolongs their lives by cauterizing the wounds. He keeps them sedated but awake with ketamine, and they're dismembered under a mirrored ceiling, so they see everything that's happening. Now, there is also a town crazy lady. Who has a whistle and we're going to find out that this whistle is made from human bone. Her name is Jane and she thinks she was abducted by aliens and tested on, but Mm. it was Frank and she survived because right when he was like about to like kill her, she looked into his eyes and was like, I wasn't afraid anymore. And because she wasn't afraid, he couldn't get it up. He gets off on fear and he let her go. And now he thinks he's in love with her, but they said that sexual sadists can't feel love. Um, And they kind of talk about love chemicals, which can also be found in chocolate and peas. Reed and Prentice really geek out on that. Frank wants crazy Jane and ends up abducting the sheriff. And so he decides to set up a trade, the sheriff for Jane. And meanwhile, over at Jane's, all of her wind chimes are made of human rib bones, which Frank has has left for her. She has so many. So many. many. It's
2: more than 100.
0: (laughs) Well, think about how many ribs everyone has.
2: Well, I thought he took one. Did he take more? Well, it's I don't. It's quite a lot of it. I don't. It's so like, because I thought he took one from each person and then they show like 40 wind
0: chimes. And I'm like. <laughs> and it's just, honestly, it's too many wind chimes for one porch, whether or not their human bone
1: how many wind chimes is too many wind chimes that's the question we should be discussing today
2: multiple wind chimes were very very popular in in small town south when i was growing up and my grandma had like six or seven it was too many that was the cap
0: yeah i would say three might be pushing it like in the same area that's a cacophony
2: it depends on if they're tonally similar i think if they sound nice together The more the merrier. Truly. That's that's how orchestras work. (laughs) Can we pause for a
3: second?
0: (laughs) 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 So he's left her far too many wind chimes. No matter what you think the number is, it's more. Mm -hmm. And they find the sheriff in his murder trailer. And now they need to present him with Jane to get the location of the children who have been left out in the desert. And that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And Frank takes Gideon to the children and then leaves with Jane. And that is our episode. You explained that way better than the episode did, I think.
2: It was a little convoluted.
0: I think, Emma, that your ADHD stops you (laughs) from fully watching and also timelines get a little... Mm. So I might say that while the show does have some faults, that might not be one of them. (laughs) And that might be on you.
2: (laughs) It was... It was fine. I wanted to go back to Jane for a second because you were talking about like she thinks she's been abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. We don't know that she hasn't. We don't know that she's had the worst coincidence of any human ever where aliens abducted her and did the exact same thing.
0: (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Or maybe she's been abducted (laughs) twice. You know, they say like once victimized, you tend to be victimized. It just happens
2: again. My my
0: great aunt (laughs)
2: Um, has been struck by lightning like six times because once you're struck once, you're like more conducive to it.
1: Six <laughs> times it's too many. Stop yeah. going outside in the rain. I, w- yeah.
2: I wouldn't, I would be good.
1: <laughs> I have an uncle that got hit by lightning once, and then yeah, he died, she, but I don't know what from it the is. lightning. No, oh, okay. <laughs> drugs, but that's another story. <laughs> well you wrapped it into the same one so i don't know same
2: thing same thing yeah yeah.
0: so that's yeah so maybe maybe jane has just been like actually repeatedly abducted i mean you're not i mean very possibly and that could have also turned her crazy the multiple mm-hmm. abductions she finally just yeah. broke or because she's crazy she's an easier target to abduct yeah So this one, we got really angry Shamar for all of it, right? Because he was like with Gideon in the diner Mm -hmm. being like, tell us where the kids are. I was into it though. He was standing the whole time. He was very like, "Mm, aggro. Give me, give me more. So we have this photo. Veronica and I watched the
2: episode together and there was something, (laughs) something so wonderful about being behind the scenes of her being like, what was that time mark?
0: Like <laughs> 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 for the give me more so I could go and screenshot them later. I was like, what was that? Okay. i had have to jot it down and then go find them. Yeah, she was just be so like, funny.
2: Ooh, what was that? <laughs> it
0: was so like And that was the one we got. Oh, uh, so good. Mm-hmm. So I think,
2: sexual. truly, I think any of the screenshots of him. So my my progress of Shamar Moore has been I don't get it. I kind of get it, and I got it this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, he
2: walked in, and I was like, "It's weird that he's making that face right now because it's hot." <laughs> but they're like actively pursuing a serial killer.
0: <laughs> You're like, I but like, I am yeah. turned on.
2: Yeah, I was like, why is he yeah. sultry in this <laughs> very nice yeah. situation? Feeling things, yeah. hell yeah. I was like, what are we? What are we communicating to the youths with this
1: look? <laughs> the youths. I'm gonna give him a three on this one. Not it, but but what? Well, uh, what? But you don't like it when I do halves. Well, no. I, I want to no give him a three point five because no. he's not quite a four for me. But I'm not going to. I'm giving him a three because you don't like when I give halves. It's more work for me in the edit. <laughs> it's. I know. <laughs> I don't I like. like graphics. Oh, I see. I see. I know. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah i i like it i'm gonna give him a three but i don't love it i don't i don't know where i'm going with this one what would, would it take for it to get to a four for you um i feel like i just need his eyes to be a little bit more open
2: oh it's a bad
0: screenshot
2: is that what you're Shot- saying
1: no i'm not saying it's a bad screenshot <laughs> <Veronica's> <laughs>
0: perfect that's what she's saying to me is that <laughs> i didn't to do
1: it well enough <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Veronica, if you could be better. Thank I you. think about him in the episode as a whole. Yeah, like, if he's I'm very thinking about in the episode as a whole, yes. If I'm thinking about episode as a whole, four. Mm-hmm. This bad screenshot. a three. Shut up. <laughs> now I. feel <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> uh, it was nice knowing you too. Love you so much. I'm gonna take my coffee and leave.
2: <laughs> wow. I will actually agree with Stacy. I think he was way more when he walked in this episode. I was like,
0: damn. Uh-huh. And I was like
2: I thought I thought I you were going to say I
0: get a screenshot of him <laughs> moving. Uh, yeah,
2: I thought you were going to say first frame. I was like, "Damn."
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Hey, no, I agree. He do, he does Stacey's- have to be stationary."
0: Stacy, you get to get the next. Give me more. And we'll see how mm-hmm. you do.
1: I don't want to. you do so I- good at it. Oh, <laughs> you're why? actually
2: so good and amazing you're at <laughs>
1: screenshotting. Very good at screenshots. Fuck you guys. Yeah,
2: but I agree with Stacy. I think a 4. I think he's not particularly nice in any of the episodes I've seen in him and I like a nice boy that would get mm-hmm. me to a five but I was like damn that's a man in there
0: <laughs> well Brum, I'm not you giving him <laughs> a four I'm into it I'm into mm-hmm. the stubble I'm into the jawline I'm into the side eye I'm into the cheekbones yes 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 here for it hell yeah but Kristen is gonna come on and talk with us about love chemicals love and who can feel them and who can't what do you think about the the eye contact turning him off? It's like typical
2: man behavior.
0: Well, I don't <laughs> think it was the eye contact; it was the no fear.
2: I think I would still be nervous. Is fear with aliens? Ner- with yeah, if it was the aliens, I would still
0: <laughs> I would make eye contact and be scared. She but said that she men. felt calm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is so... that? What does that look like? <laughs> I think your pupils dilate. Something about the people. Should her body relax? I don't, what do you, do you not know what calm is, Emma? No. no (laughs) I don't
1: know. Anxiety. Uh Yes, that's why, even with Lexapro, I'm still a ball of
0: mess. I'm like, God, this is why your guys' dogs are the way they are. It's true. This is why my dog eats poop. I know you had a hot take on strawberry milkshakes.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: All psychopaths drink strawberry milkshakes. If you have a preference for a (gasps) strawberry milkshake flag them put them on the fbi's most wanted list stacy is that
1: you stacy i love strawberry milkshakes Dude. i don't like chocolate and i don't like vanilla but mm-hmm. if you give me a neapolitan shake from in and out i'm all about that life
2: my favorite See, part was when he poured more strawberry milkshake in. i was like why is this such an intimate gesture <laughs> refilling my milkshake <laughs> Oh my God, a yes. that's killer. what I'm gonna start
1: calling it. Hey, babe, you want to refill my milkshake? And what will you mean? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Where's Kristen?
0: <laughs> okay, so in this episode, they talk about sexual sadists not being able to feel Gee. love, and okay. uh, because they can't produce love chemicals, which they also mentioned are found in peas and chocolate.
3: Okay, so not... That-
0: Go for it.
3: (laughs) I I think I know what they're trying to get 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 at with that. Okay, so I looked at there's this prevailing theory of love and how you experience it in the brain. Tell me about it. (laughs) How's your long
2: term relationship, Stacey? (laughs) 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 It's
0: great.
1: I swear everything's fine.
0: (laughs) Was like what? Tell me about
3: it. First, she couldn't remember her name. Then she. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having none a None of that was surprising to me. Yeah, none of that was surprising to me. <laughs> okay, so the prevailing theory, theory right now essentially is that you experience love in the brain in three different ways. And the first way is lust. So that's sexual gratification, right? It's and a good that's spot. Driven- Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> woo, Woo-hoo. sex! Woo-hoo. <laughs> the fun one! Let's go! Yes. The fun yeah. one! So this feeling of love is driven by our sex hormones, so testosterone, estrogen, and then that is mainly driven and regulated by the hypothalamus of the brain. The second way that people experience love chemically is what they call attraction. So this is when you're, like, attracted to something. Somebody you find them to be attractive in whatever hmm. way. So this also is regulated by the hypothalamus. And this is basically our reward system. So this is dopamine. And then I think it's norepinephrine. Am I saying it right? Yeah, mm-hmm. norepinephrine.
1: Can't you get a shot of epinephrine? Oh, yeah. Probably. Your EpiPen. is epinephrine. Okay.
3: So norepinephrine plays a role in um, like your fight or flight response. And it's what makes you feel like giddy and euphoric and like kind of sweaty when you like butterflies with somebody butterflies with something separate and I can't remember which which one it was but it wasn't norepinephrine but yeah I looked that up too I can't remember which one it was okay so then we have the attraction which again is the reward pathway of your brain so that's when you do things that feel good dopamine gets released so when you love somebody that shit's getting released feeling good then it also, in this attraction section um, and in the hypothalamus, your serotonin levels will lower, which I thought was interesting because lower serotonin levels were correlated to people who have OCD. So they say that when you get a, kind of obsessed with a lover, they're sort of equating it to the, the reduced levels in serotonin. They don't know exactly why it makes people more obsessed, but like I is it hmm. linked to OCD. So they also link it to that kind of obsession feeling you have with people with love. Hmm. Now I think I have low serotonin levels when I read that. I was like, all right. <laughs> You want to take guess. some of my Lexapro? Yeah. Wait, is that increased serotonin? Yeah,
2: Stacy, stop yeah. offering your Lexapro, to
1: everybody. <laughs> I've done it twice today. Have <laughs> you?
0: Yeah.
1: You have drug it. Pushers. That's true. A drug That's true. Sure. I do need it.
3: <laughs> okay, so the last like uh, chemical love category they're calling attachment so this is essentially like bonding with someone and this is what sustains you through the long-term relationships so this also applies to friendships it applies to family it also applies to romantic relationships but it's not necessarily romantic feelings but it's like that bonding feeling Mm. and that one is regulated by oxytocin
1: oxytocin yeah
3: this (laughs) is this is that It's oxytocin. And they call that... I can't. I'm trying to be... That one they call the cuddle hormone. And that one is also regulated by the hypothalamus. So essentially, all of these love chemicals, I think, are regulated by the hypothalamus, which comes into play later when I talk about what they found in serial killers' brains. Because we're talking about love chemicals, Mm -hmm. which is the brain, right? Okay. So does that make sense? Three different types of love, three different types of chemicals. Well, multiple chemicals, but three different kind of things going on there.
2: Okay. So like hypothetically, could you measure the chemicals in the brain to like figure
3: out if you're in lust or in love with someone so they did that that's how they kind of found this attraction category right is they show Mm -hmm. people pictures of people that that person was in love with or found attractive and then they could see what parts of the brain like really lit Mm -hmm. up and i'm sure they can measure like hormones as well i would think Mm -hmm. testosterone and estrogen Mm -hmm. they do that all the time like by showing someone a picture you know measuring their blood like i'm sure Mm-hmm. oh my god would it be fucked up if they had like a yes. couple tests <laughs> literally <laughs> is that what you're what thinking I, yeah i was like how yeah! fucked up would that be yeah I'm like oh, babe I'm your s- estrogen's low you're not in lust with me anymore and you like show the secretary picture or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. my god
1: <laughs> what drama a, what a nightmare
3: science drama it's gonna be a new
1: lifetime yeah. reality series
3: mm-hmm. next yeah it'd be a good one that's actually a really good idea emma mm-hmm. yeah take it to the bank Okay. Thumbs up. <laughs> Calm down. Go Call
2: the, Hollywood, Emma. I go to the bank teller. I'm like, I have this line. idea. We have to blood okay. test people.
3: <laughs> okay. So getting into do serial killers feel love the way that we feel love, that the typical people feel love, right? They've done a lot of studies looking at the brains of serial killers, but none of them I could find were specifically focused on love. A lot of them are focused on empathy, regulating emotions, stuff like that. But none of them specifically are about love. And a lot of the studies had a very small sample size, 10 or under. So you can't really you know, extrapolate those numbers to the larger population. But there's one study, it's fairly recent, and it's been quoted a lot now. And it had over 800 inmates. And what it did is it looked at inmates who were basically murderers and inmates who weren't murderers. And it was over a 10-year span across different states. So the sample size is the largest of its kind for this kind of study. And what they found is that the people who have committed murders have less gray matter in their brain. And what gray matter does.
2: (laughs) You had me for a second.
3: (laughs) Listen, I can say it, but I I feel like if anyone knows what. And they're listening they're gonna know that I'm doing it wrong so I'm just gonna read what it is gray matter is responsible for processing and interpreting information so if you have more gray matter it means you have more cells and more neurons and more glia I, I looked up glia it's too complicated look it up yourself if you want to know what glia is but so you have more gray matter you basically have more stuff to help process the information and what they found is in the people who were murderers they had
1: less of this gray matter so um, they hypothesized <laughs> This is stressing <laughs> me out because now all I can think about is how much gray matter do I have? Right. So they hypothesize that
3: the people with less gray matter obviously have difficulty processing information because they have less neurons and all that. So it basically can affect many, many parts of your brain. But one of the parts that was most affected by the decrease in gray matter was a part of the brain that supports, now this is me putting these things together someone no talk about love, yes, the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus. Yes. So less gray matter in parts of the brain that supported the hypothalamus, which is all the parts that chemically help us feel and experience love. So I, nobody said this. This is me just doing separate research and saying there is a possibility that people who murder do experience love in a different way. <laughs> they got less, less
1: brain stuff. <laughs> you know, they, less- they got less brain. Very, deep. very yes. technical.
3: Yes. They have less gray matter. And also something else that was pretty consistent across um, the studies is that people who murder have a underdeveloped prefrontal cortex, which yeah. has to do with controlling, uh, I think, regulating Impulse. emotions. Yes, mm-hmm. stuff like that, which also is in support of the hypothalamus. So nothing I found directly said their hypothalamus was different, but there's lots of parts of the brain that suggested that things in support of the hypothalamus were affected. So science doesn't say if they experience love differently, but it certainly, mm-hmm. you know, looks like there might be support for they don't feel love the way that we do because mm-hmm. their brains are different. But also there are people with less gray matter and, and underdeveloped prefrontal cortexes who aren't murdering. So it, it's not causal, you know, yeah. but it's potentially correlated. It is.
1: Did you see that gray matter is supposed to make up 40% of the brain and white matter makes up 60% of the brain? Uh, the white matter is
3: what transfers everything. Yeah. Like our
1: little transferring system. What if Stacy's is
0: opposite? <laughs> and I'm That's just moving so shit around at all times.
1: <laughs> no, You're it's less. slower. Yes. You're moving uh, less around. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. it you know, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I always
0: talk about how your Wi-Fi is just a little bit slower. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but she stores more stuff. She stores store more, more stuff. stuff. She,
0: uh, she stores an amazing amount.
3: Yeah. Yes, it
0: just take a, a minute to get <laughs> just there. just a minute to get there. She's not on that 5G.
1: <gasps> oh, no. That's why I laugh so slow sometimes. Yes. Oh, no. Ma'am. Am I a murderer?
0: <laughs> Ma'am, if you could just laugh when everyone else, everyone laughs. else
3: laughs. I'm
1: panicking. <laughs> oh,
3: good. But anyway, so that's what I found. Again, no direct research, but... It certainly seems like, yeah, they're probably, and also the reward system of the brain, like where we release dopamine, I mean, that has a lot to do with your, your upbringing too, right? It's not all genes and genetics. So obviously these people have external factors that have created them to be a different kind of human. So I would think their reward center is different. The things that they like that make them feel good are different because they murder people and they like it. Mm-hmm. So I would think that the way that they experience love in that way is also different because a reward center is different. Makes but sense. again, this is, this, yeah, exactly. This is just me. Spitballing. I know nothing about nothing. I read some articles. That's right. I might cut that part out. (laughs) I read nothing about nothing. (laughs) No, I know nothing about nothing. I just. I I think you should keep
0: this, or just use it as like a. I think we should remind our listeners that Kristen is a behavioral
3: scientist. Yes, I am. Yes, so this is the exact opposite of what I do. Neuroscience is not my thing. We are not about the brains or the chemicals. We're about what happens in the environment. And But so. you can take that
0: information and relate it to behavior.
3: Oh, absolutely. Because you just did. Yeah. yeah. But this one was love chemicals. So that's what I was focused yeah. on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But because that's the thing when they're like, oh, psychopaths, sociopaths don't care about anybody. I don't think that's true. They show that there's usually one or two people they care deeply for. Yeah. And, and whether or not it's how we would care about them. You know what I mean? So it's like.
2: Right. Man. That's what I was going to say. I was like, "What if it's just we'ren't? We we would not use the word love for it, but it's hard because we're talking like chemically. This yeah. is love, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree. Like yeah. caring would look different, I think.
3: Right, it probably fall under that category of the attachment category, that long term. Mm. Yeah, because they said that can develop during breastfeeding or during just sitting with somebody. Like those develop during
1: oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yeah, I think again. Right. See, it's in there. It just takes hit. a minute. I, I think hit. she's 40% white <laughs> and 60% gray. Me too.
2: That's fun. Yeah. Sorry. I was adopted, so I was like, I wasn't breastfed. Like, I'm well. like, uh oh. How's your attachment, love? Uh, anxious avoidant. <laughs>
1: okay. I am anxious yeah. avoidant also.
3: Uh-huh. All right. Maybe you guys need some more oxytocin.
0: Yeah, that's
2: I it. it.
3: that Could Is they that use that? Drug? By, like,
0: Oxycotton, is that the same <laughs> it's
3: like the same family i have okay, no cool. idea perfect
0: we'll get you guys some oxycotton. that's gone well for people <laughs> yeah stacy's like
2: you know what we real need? well stacy really pushing drugs today lexapro oxy yay oh my drugs. god i was like stacy's it on a saturday <laughs> seriously
1: <God>. boom baby
3: <laughs> we, we all died of fentanyl overdose because she gave us some shit we're like Bro. okay side hustle i said
1: we'll it was it. side it hustle was lexapro. queen. lexapro fentanyl what's the difference <laughs>
0: The names for one, just for one. <laughs> I'm gonna clip, guess the if I'm gonna guess. God, the result for two. I'm not Stacy googling.
2: Yeah. If oh.
1: I, I did Google how do you how do I how do I generate oxytocin?
2: <laughs> Dude, you're on a list a, now.
1: I don't know. No.
0: What does it say?
1: Yoga, like it's all natural remedies, but I want to know what drugs.
2: I don't want to do yoga because my parents didn't love me. Like that's bullshit. <laughs> <Can you imagine?
3: laughs> oh my god! Just when weeping in downward dog.
2: I salute the sun while I think god. of my adoption trauma. Like,
1: <laughs> I got it. Is I it? got it.
2: <laughs> Does it say it's yoga? MD-
1: <laughs> is it you it, know MDMA? It's MDMA.
3: Well, that absolutely. <laughs> Maybe if
2: you added the word permanently.
3: That's interesting because then whoever, if that makes sense because the people that you're with, like because mm-hmm. people who are on drugs seem to like the people that they're with, you know what I mean? And if you're increasing mm-hmm. that attachment feeling, mm-hmm. you're going to have that long term bonding with them. That's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it releases dopamine, serotonin, neuroepinephrine, These are
3: all of the hormones we were just talking about. Yeah. In different categories.
2: I worry we're drawing the wrong conclusion right now.
0: I know. I think the conclusion is shared experiences. If you can find shared hobbies.
2: Oh, I thought it was give serial killers MDMA.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was thinking <laughs> that too. We were all giving the Molly.
1: Giving the Molly. How to, how to feel. make <laughs> your <laughs> guys' attachment issues Fun shared, so shared so basically share it, of doing what gives the MDMA. most. Oh, did you know that? Nope. What gives the most oxytocin though? Is it what produces the most oxytocin for you? Is sexual intimacy.
3: Right
2: back to fucking.
1: It says orgasm in particular is one key raise, or key way to raise oxytocin levels and gives you like a lot. Okay, so, is oxytocin
3: the bonding hormone or no? Yes, it's the bonding one. Then
0: why are does men that cheating sense? so much? Because they're the ones having orgasms okay. the most. I was going to say, how does straight it's women do it? rise? <laughs> <eyes.
2: laughs>
3: yeah,
1: <There> yeah.
2: Is- <laughs> straight women
3: are just. <laughs>
1: What did they do? Okay, so <laughs> in love for you, stupidity. If you don't want to, if you don't want to take MDMA, <laughs> <laughs>
0: which why would you not want these to? Are, but, okay, these are ways nerd. to do it
1: naturally. You can do yoga, listen to music, get or give a massage, tell someone how much you care—all things <laughs> that Veronica loves <laughs> every time with friends. <laughs> Meditate, make your conversations count cook and eat with someone you care about cuddle or hug have sex do something nice for someone pet dogs you could pet dogs veronica there we go yeah I Like so that. or we could all just take mdma i all hate right. when
2: i google something and like the treatment is everything i already do
1: Or <laughs> it's like oh, oh yeah
2: my routine do it double time
1: well i'm gonna give you a pass Thanks, bitch. One. I'm gonna pass you too. That was great.
2: I don't know what that is. Are we grading you on the research? <laughs>
0: oh yeah, you've never done uh, a peer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or peer review. Yeah. In, in research, when you present your thing for peer review, mm-hmm. you're in front of a your panel, peers? and they they either pass you or fail it, and it becomes part of.
2: Oh, I see. I definitely thought it was a weird Smasher pass thing, and I was like. <laughs> It's like that is wild to do to your long-term friend. Yeah, like my fit
3: passed? today, I have my glasses. It's like,
0: <laughs> and we both
3: pass. We're like,
1: bye. And and you're I like, Thank thanks. You. And I, was I did like, tell you your brows mm. look fire today. Yeah, thanks for that. It was.
2: I hope. I mean, I believe you. I, I didn't do research. Care? You can no, smash, okay. your, smash
1: your smash her pass, Emma. <laughs> <That's>
2: not fair. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was like, you could have been lying the entire time. I don't know any of that information.
1: <laughs> I know she could is come she... on here and bullshit all of us, and I would believe her. That's probably That's our anxious avoidant attachment <laughs> style. <laughs> it through. is. I need oxytocin. <laughs> well, you Gosh. know what to do now: have sex and then do drugs.
3: Hell
1: yeah,
0: Kristen! Thank you so much for coming on. Sure, no problem. Hope you learned something. I did. I hope you were happy with your non-necrophilia, non necrophilia, non sex Dude. victim that shit's I was topic still, that messed yeah, pops me up my head. i still yeah. think
1: about the fucking frogs yep <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> i still think about the frogs yep i'm gonna look it up and go watch our newest real oh frog it was
3: and i had someone the other day they're like oh my uncle works in a morgue or whatever and i thought he fucks dead bodies he fucks, fucks, that he bodies. fucks them Statistically, he fucks them. Like I didn't say that, you know, but now I'm like, I'm You surprised. should have. I'm you changed. should have
0: been like, oh, statistically he fucks them. We had a mor <laughs> I walked away. We had <laughs> cadavers <laughs> on my
2: college Did campus. <laughs> Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah we I'm had a listen. mortuary science department on my college campus. Oh, shit. One time I went oh, on a walk no. and I passed the moving cadavers in, and I didn't go on a walk on that path anymore.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Were they <laughs> in a body bag or were they mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody fucks
0: them? Yeah. Oh. Come fucked on. yeah those bodies almost 100 percent. i don't want to say out it, for sure yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my god yeah. okay i don't want to revisit this have fun with the rest of your
1: god instead i want to talk about strangling let's go <laughs> it's way better yay for <laughs> us <But happy laughs> all right bye, good? See, bye. I have a good a
0: bye Bye. guys. so speaking of love chemicals mm, no Change, no. Bad transition. <laughs> cool. Okay, so Sam Little is the one that we tied mm-hmm. to this case because they talk about Frank being the most prolific serial killer. Sam Little is America's most prolific serial killers. H.H. H. Holmes fans don't come for me. That man mm-hmm. is barely a serial killer. I mean, he uh, is not a fucking serial killer. We'll get into it with Parnell. I fucking hate H.H. H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. So the mass number, how many states? Who he picked up. This is all very Sam Little. And And so that's who mm -hmm. we decided. Yeah, and the interstate
1: too. Yeah. The interstate. Yeah, totally. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Sam Little is a lot. Okay. So Samuel Little McDowell was born in 1940. Essentially, Sam confessed to murdering 93 women between 1970 and 2005, so the FBI confirmed that he was definitely involved in at least 60 of the 93 murders that he confessed for, and... Essentially, this is being touted as the largest number of confirmed victims for any serial killer in the United States so far. Well, in, yeah, so far. I hope that's it, though. Uh, let's go with, <laughs> let's,
3: let's go with ever.
1: Let's be optimistic. Right. So Sam Little was born in Georgia. He claimed that his mother was a teenage prostitute who had a abandoned him, and authorities believed that she might have given birth to him while she was in jail. Her name was Bessie May. She worked as a maid, and his father was thought to be a 19-year-old Paul McDowell. Soon after his birth though, so, the little family moved to Ohio, and here he was mainly brought up by his grandmother. During high school, he had a ton of problems with, like, discipline and achievement, and this was all by his own records. They couldn't really find a ton of, like, backing up information in the actual school system, but this is basically his word. He said that he began having sexual fantasies about straight. Wrangling women as a child and he said that it started when he saw his kindergarten teacher touch her neck as a teenager though he collected a ton of true crime magazines and they were all like mostly depicting women being choked out or being choked <laughs> what a delightful phrase he decided to use choked being choked out been I choked know. out being choked out you know no bigs <laughs> Um, In 1956, after being convicted of breaking and entering in Nebraska, he was held in an institution for juvenile offenders. His mother was listed on the booking as, like, didn't know where her whereabouts were, and then... After he served out like his sentence there, he moved to Florida, apparently with his mother in the late 60s. And then again, this is all by his own like words. He was apparently working at various times throughout this period of his life as a cemetery worker and an ambulance attendant through that. Basically, I looked that up. He like, took the bodies from the hospital to the cemetery and did transport. He then apparently began traveling a ton and having a little bit more run-ins with the law. He was arrested in eight states for crimes that included driving under the influence, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and rape. He claimed that he took up boxing during this time in prison and started referring to himself as a former prize fighter, even though he had never gone into fighting outside of prison. (laughs) Yeah, like manifest your destiny. Fake it till you make it. Truly. So in 1961, he was sentenced to three years in prison for, this is... It's great. For breaking into a furniture store in Lorraine, he was later released in 1964. So he was in prison for about like three years. And, and yeah. do
2: what? Like break into a furniture, yeah. like for three years? Right.
1: Yeah. My guess is that it was with intent to burglarize.
2: Mm. He's going to take guessing- like a sectional.
1: Maybe he just like really wanted to take a nap, and like that's all that he could get into. Maybe,
2: maybe this is where right. his passion for interior design was squandered. Oh,
1: God, we did this to him. This is our fault. So Hitler
2: loved to paint. By, oh,
1: and he couldn't get into art school. Anyways, moving on. By 1975, God. he had been arrested. 26 times in 11 states, all for crimes that were similar to his youth, like assault theft, attempted rape, fraud, and then attacks, this is my favorite, attacks on government officials, including fights against cops and things like that. In 1982, he was arrested in Mississippi and faced charges for the murder of 22-year-old Melinda Rose, who had gone missing in September of that year a grand jury declined to indict him for her murder though because uh, like while under investigation little was extradited to Florida and tried for the murder of another woman, Patricia Ann Mount, whose body was found in 1982. And because of that, they decided to not indict him on that murder because he was already serving out. I tried to do a little research further as to the why behind it, and mostly it was just that was what I was getting for that. Um, it, it mostly <laughs> it was just paperwork and they didn't want to do it because he was already being tried for murder in this and was going to serve out his sentence there. So witnesses during his prosecution for the murder of Patricia, they identified in court. Samuel Little as a person who spent time with Patricia on the night of her disappearance. And during that, and just due to the mistrust of like witness testimonies, Little was actually acquitted for the murder in 1984. So there wasn't enough evidence to really nail him down. And I bet they really wish they would have tried him for the murder of Melinda in Mississippi. You know, but so after that, he moved to California where he stayed around like San Diego area. Southern California was his vibe. He was actually arrested in October shortly thereafter for kidnapping, beating and strangling a 22 year old woman. She did end up surviving. So she she wasn't murdered. A month later, though, he was found by police, finally, in the backseat of his car with another unconscious woman whom he had also beaten and strangled in the same location as the original attempted murder of Lori Barros, who was that 22-year-old woman who actually survived. This was
2: a weird part in the documentary that we talked about. Um, They spent a lot of time on this one, but I think the wildest part is... Mm -hmm samuel little like talks about this one they like interview him particularly Mm -hmm. and he references this is like the second time he'd really been caught in the act by police like and the first time it happened he had murdered her he like had just finished Mm -hmm. murdering her like outside like a factory or something and the cop went Mm -hmm. up to the car and looked in and saw the dead woman and he's like i guess the cop got embarrassed at seeing a naked woman because he didn't do anything right like like, i don't how bad do you have to be at your job yeah
1: Yeah. like i don't want to say that we as a justice system might have Failed here, but I feel say like I think you can absolutely <laughs> say that. I think we can say we failed <laughs> here because he got out multiple times. Mm, yeah, like we just decided not to try him for the one murder, so we tried him for the other, and he was acquitted for. But like, mm-hmm. well, and
0: because people couldn't believe sex workers, Correct. and the cop didn't care because he assumed she was a prostitute. So, mm-hmm.
2: what are you gonna do? Paperwork, like it's horrifying. horrifying. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. So after this like attempted and murder, he only served two and a half years for both of those crimes in prison. Yeah.
2: Because his trial was weird because like one of the women was caught lying on the stand like immediately and the Mm -hmm. other showed up drunk. Yes. And And because she she should be. I would be. Are you kidding? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. She's earned it. Absolutely. You are allowed to be drunk in court. Well, not really, but anyways, moving on. <laughs> so victims <because> are. Of- <laughs> victims should be drunk yeah. in court. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's allowed to be. So because of this, he was released two years later. He only served two and a half years. In February 1987, he moved to L.A. and committed at least 10 additional yeah, murders. Five months later, he's like, I'm back. Five months I'm later back, and <laughs> went went hard mm-hmm. yeah. and committed at least Ten murders. He was finally arrested in 2012 at a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky, and was extradited back to California to face a narcotics charge. Yeah. Sure, because they didn't, yeah, they right. had no
2: idea where he was. And Kentucky is yeah. far yeah. from California. They caught him yeah, cashing a check. Yeah, like, and he wasn't.
0: How do you? How did he get there? Now. That's far, here's, right? Here's my well. I mean, he always right. had a car. Always, had a car. he was always driving her. Yeah. Always had a car. But since we have moved away from paper money and checks, well, should mm-hmm. we go back? Because it feels like this is an easy way to catch. Well, you can track. You track
2: the for. card now. Yeah,
0: you can track the card too. <laughs> but if you buy everything online, uh, fair shipping
2: Yeah,
1: I guess they could. They could track your IP address mm-hmm. too, like you're using it. <laughs> so
2: you're know. advocating anyway. go back to, to go back to to, checks, checks. to be able to check to them more directly. Yeah.
1: So he made his way to Kentucky. He got extradited on a narcotics charge back to California, after which authorities did DNA testing and were able to establish that he was involved in the murders of Linda Alford, who was killed in 1987. Guadalupe Duarte Apodaca who was killed in 1987, Audrey Nelson Everett who was killed in 1989. All three of these women were killed and later found on the streets of LA and they were able to finally connect him on that after they did that DNA testing when he was charged in 2013 a few months later the police said that he was being investigated. For his involvement in three dozen murders that he committed in the 1980s. Which until like that moment, nobody knew that he was being um, investigated. That Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so in connection with this, they actually ended up reopening the Mississippi case that he was not. Charged for and was tested for his involvement in 93 murders of women across the US. But they were only able to fully actually confirm 60 total, but they believe that he was involved in 93. Now, (laughs) 60 is still so, it's still so many. It's astronomical. And still to this day, I think holds the most in US able to be conferred. Well, and in- I
0: don't think the 93 uh-huh. is like, you know, sometimes they'll try to tack on all of the missing persons. And right. the, I don't think that's the case mm-hmm. here. It's that he can't remember their names. Right. So it's hard to then track them down. But he's he right. gives such specifics and can draw them
2: because mm-hmm. 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 like he's just been drawing
0: his. So we have 93 pictures of women, mm-hmm. some of which have been identified from those photos. Yes. But it's hard when it's like... Like, right. it was around these five years, mm-hmm. and I was in these three states. I don't know her name. Right, like, right. Yeah. And
1: with, like, drugs and mental health issues involved, yeah. like, I can't even – we've been over – I can't even remember what I did, like, two minutes ago. Dude, if you asked me well, to name and draw 93 people, I couldn't do it. Uh, no. <laughs> I, don't yeah. I, I
2: don't think I could. Ninety-three yeah. there's a lot.
1: I don't think I could list out – I don't know. I have a big family, but – And he's been, like, reliving
0: it – over and over every day thinking of these women's faces like it's in his recall was insane truly because yeah. he's like 70 by the point he's like
2: arrested right exactly yeah, yeah that's he's insane for a 70 year old mm-hmm. to be able to do i as a 28 year old unlikely yeah so... i don't have nearly that many victims that was a bad joke i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: anyway you have so time,
2: got... time
0: get those numbers up <laughs> <out>, baby <laughs>
2: Oprah didn't have her own TV show until she was 40. (laughs) Oh
1: my god. Okay, so he was found guilty in 2014 and was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. He died in prison serving out his sentence. He, to the day of his death, insisted on his innocence and continued to say that he was innocent and didn't do any of it.
2: Even though that's confusing because he was like, I I think he didn't feel like he should have been tried for it because he admitted to it. He was, he like admitted
0: guilt,
1: but he was still like, yeah, but like,
0: it's not that bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was, I think he was
0: saying he wasn't a rapist. He didn't rape any Mm -hmm. of these women.
1: Oh, but he still, there were even a few women that he claimed he didn't do because, or wait, I meant to say kill, not do. Anyways, moving on. Because later on, he did confess to so many murders. Yeah. So many murders, but I'm like, where? I wonder if he didn't
2: feel they were like arrestable offenses.
1: I think so, because a lot of them were sex workers Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were in similar situations of homelessness as himself. And so I'm wondering if he claimed his innocence because he just felt like it was okay Mm -hmm. because of who they were.
0: Well wasn't didn't he say one of them he paid for? It? Yeah, that's what he like, just so kept saying. Was, he was yeah. like, "Well,
2: I paid for it." And I'm like, yeah. "I don't think that's, so that's probably I don't it. think
0: that was exactly. included
2: in the $20 fee
0: yeah his story is so wild and for anyone who wants like there's actually a really good documentary i do suggest mm-hmm. buying it for the like 4.99 because it took emma on a weird trip a weird of episode yeah of like where you had to go to see it it was weird but it's called the 93 victims of samuel little yeah and it's, it's very good it's very well done but it's just so crazy that like california caught him and mm-hmm. then through using vicap these two Mm -hmm. women analysists started pinging him to other unsolved murders. Yes. And then a Texas Ranger was like, let's go talk to him. Let's see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then it just
1: unfolded from there. And it's so wild. So he admitted to more than 93 different murders in total, 60 deaths were formally connected to him mm-hmm. by police, but he was only charged and convicted for eight total. It's probably because he died. Well, no, a lot of them went. They couldn't I be think, brought to yeah. trial. Yeah. I think they just said it's not worth mm-hmm. it. Exa- that's what I'm thinking too. Paperwork and his, at that point. His ex- yeah. yeah, he definitely, so most of them were prostitutes, drug addicts, or homeless individuals, and most of them were female. There were a few non-female presenting people in that group, but he did claim that he thought that these types of people would leave fewer clues for authorities and fewer people would want to look for them, mm-hmm. basically. So and he this, wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't
2: yeah that's what that's what the documentary kept saying is like he had been arrested so many times that he learned how to get away with things he learned the kinds of people Mm -hmm. police didn't care about and it's like i mean prison's wild but like the fact that he like Uh, was able to learn now what how to be better at being awful is also horrifying
1: Oh, absolutely. Also, another thing I want to point out too is he had a long term girlfriend for a That's while. That's what I
0: wanted to talk about. Oh, my about. God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he is had a girlfriend long... the right term. I think they said one friend,
0: elderly. They, I'm not friend. sure.
1: So I guess. So... The problem is
0: girl. She right. was so old.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I mean, girls can it, be old. Too. Okay. So <laughs> her name was Aurelia Jean dorsey or dorsey unfortunately a beautiful name (laughs) beautiful i love the name aurelia so she supported them both by she was a big shoplifter for years and when he was arrested in 1971 he was with his girlfriend at the time and that was a different girl (laughs) so he was with aurelia jean dorsey for like years and then when he was arrested in 1971 he had a different girlfriend lucy madero and they were both charged with robbery at the at a gas station and then while in jail his girlfriend confided in her cellmate who (laughs) this is where it gets convoluted Mm -hmm. Um, i got lost here uh, yeah who apparently was dorsey and that she would be testifying against little in a robbery case so her Sally was dorsey that's what i got either that or met
2: in prison
1: like it's yeah they met in prison she confided that her Sally, i believe was dorsey and then in 1972 when the Case went to trial. His girlfriend testified against, so Madero, Lucy testified against Samuel and then they were able to plan for it. Like his defense was able to plan for that attack against him because Dorsey, her cellmate, and also his next longtime girlfriend passed on information to his team what Lucy was going to say basically. And eventually was found not guilty. Uh, And then Dorsey and Little were basically together until she died of a brain hemorrhage in 1988. And all in all, she was 27 years older than Samuel. It's too bad that she didn't die sooner
0: because she was his murder beard for Mm -hmm. a long time. She was his murder beard. yeah, And she kept giving him fucking alibis. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly.
2: He's a good man. (sighs) He could never do that. Talk about Mm -hmm. women
0: not supporting women. She was anti-woman. Oh, absolutely.
2: Or like so,
1: so in her head, like gone about it yeah i think she was i think i mean honestly i think she was just gone yeah like, in her head it, it, yeah it could be a
2: bad combination of both we'll never know but like oh for like absolutely together for a long time uh, yeah, until she multiple died. states like and she's like yeah oh, it was with me like, like okay insane. yeah that exactly. you only need one person for an alibi also
1: yeah
0: yeah i mean that's what it takes yeah, it's, it's like person. it was there with
2: me. It's like, well,
1: where were you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like- truly. So, Little died uh, in 2020 in an LA County hospital. Even though the Department of Corrections didn't really list a cause of death on his thing, he did suffer from diabetes and heart problems, and like multiple other like COVID probably he old health conditions, and he was old. Mm-hmm, yeah. So. Time to go. Yeah, exactly. So that is the story of Samuel Little.
2: It's like some of the story of Samuel Little. This one feels like I so...
1: Because there's so yeah. many victims that you're like, how do I get into and that? He, like, was moved yeah. to Texas where he like
2: drew every. It was like a whole, yeah,
1: and the whole like drawing. He
0: just like and... he, yeah. The... So yeah, let's get it that. So he was sitting in prison in California when the Texas Ranger was like, "Let's go see what we can get." Jim Holland, the cowboy, and very smashable, smash. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. He went... Just
2: like men with talent.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> And his talent is talking to psychopaths. <laughs> Talent's to talent. And he and the two VICAP analysts went and they had, you know, all the information at their fingertips about who they thought he was going to be connected with. Mm-hmm. And the Texas Ranger was smart enough. What was his name, Emma? Jim
2: Holland. Jim Holland. I remember because I thought he was dead during the documentary because they only showed the huh. same picture of him for like the first half. And then they cut to an interview. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's been alive this whole time. (laughs) This whole time. And like not old. He's not that old. old. One Um, picture. I was like, what is the budget on this thing?
0: (laughs) Jim Holland was smart enough to know not to come in like guns blazing, right? And like see if Sam Little would lead where they needed him to go. And Mm -hmm. it came down to him knowing that he wants to talk about it because it's the, you know, to him, it's the best thing he's ever done. And so he got a letter from the governor basically saying, if you confess and to guilty to this one murder that we think happened in Texas, we are going to take the death penalty off the table. Mm -hmm. And like, that was it. And he was like, yeah. And then just started going off. And usually, usually you see with killers who are just like confessing, confessing, they didn't do those numbers. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this guy could tell such specifics. Mm -hmm. And the one guy, Oh my gosh. Where he tried to trick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like getting ahead of myself. Once word kind of got out. Where they were like, hey, you know, we're going to call up Kentucky. Hey, by the way, can we get your cases for these four missing women? Mm -hmm. These four murders. We're not going to tell you who we have, but we need those specifics. Mm -hmm. And then once they were like, once those were cleared that it was Sam Little, Kentucky would come in with their own letter saying, if you confess guilt we will not prosecute or we will not put the death penalty on the table he would tell them the specifics and to the point where this guy brought in like a drawn map mm-hmm. And the guy corrected the map. And so the guy was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's full of shit. And then went back and was like, Oh my God. No, I was, my map was wrong. He is a hundred percent the killer. Like there's no way he didn't know these things. And so- he did that same right. thing with a facial reconstruction with a facial reconstruction. Yeah. Cause Jim got him art supplies. He was a, actually a very good artist and was like, Do you know their faces? And he was like, every single one of them frustratingly. And talented. He, started- <laughs> yeah, he started. Yeah. He started drawing them and. He was allowed and oh my god. And then he would get off on his drawing like that was the as he would part. retell, he would get excited. There was one where he started rubbing himself, like and the investigators just kinda had to keep going on with it. Like it would mm-hmm. oh so The idea that it's like only sixty, and he just was inflating his own numbers. I don't. I think every woman he drew, he killed, and there Mm -hmm. are ninety three. Yeah, they didn't even like bring in potential Mm -hmm. cases. They just like
2: waited for him to talk, and they would like Google the names. Essentially,
0: yeah, I really liked that where they were like, hey. Kansas, come on down. Don't bring all of your missing persons. That's not what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to give you closure for these families. Mm-hmm. And if he talks about others, then we'll, we'll get into that. It's like that. It, it was so smart on how they figured out how to handle <laughs> him. such a unique Ooh, case. The worst part, though, Stacy, you didn't even talk. Oh,
2: do you want me to talk <sighs> about this part? Worse. Yeah, Emma, yeah, you do it. So it. I started watching this documentary and i had to walk away from it Mm -hmm. and so i went into veronica because when he was caught by the police in the middle of raping that woman when he was on trial i guess i think it was the officer at the time was describing him and he said two Mm -hmm. really insane things about him one he was built to strangle, essentially. He had hands that were made for strangling. This man had and giant had hands. And they showed his prints. And they were mm-hmm. hmm, so big. Giant hands. And he's like my height and Veronica's height. Like he's somewhere in between yeah, us. Yeah. And I'm like, those, I mean, those are like basketball those palm are and hands, hands we talked about. Those are like Shaq hands. Yeah, they're huge on a Shaq five hands. nine man. <laughs> big hands. Yeah, Big ass hands. And the other thing that he said, which was horrifying is that when he was watching Samuel Little testify, he like all down his neck had, it looked like he mm-hmm. had just been flayed over and over again because he had these neck scars, we can presume, from women trying to mm-hmm. escape him and he just had like years of years of years of scars down his defensive Yeah, wounds. yeah, down his yeah. neck that like looked like he had been like filleted. Mm-hmm. Insane. Ugh. Ugh. And, like, they don't talk, they don't ever mention that again. And I'm like, that is one yeah. of the most, it's like a throwaway, true,
1: gruesome things that I've ever heard. Yeah. But ugh. truly, this man was just so evil. Yeah. And I, like, don't even know how, to, like, the way you could see the way that he talked about people, not even just women, but about people, just shows, like, he has absolutely no regard for humanity and like Mm. he is just so about himself and
2: mm. just like immediate gratification gross Mm -hmm. and it's one of those where it's like oh i am i'm very grateful that he was able to give all of these families closure but like yeah not knowing like more about his beginning origins is like very interesting to me Mm. Because I feel like they always go as deep as they can with these serial killers, because they like want to like provide an explanation for why these people were so bad. Right? People want to know why evil exists. And for him, we don't know a lot. Like we don't know. Yeah, and that's almost scarier to me. Because I mean, like his father wasn't around, and his mother was not providing, like not able to provide. She was
0: young addicted yeah, mother and he was like a, a runaway mm-hmm. and on the road from a young age mm-hmm. right like 16 mm-hmm. ish yeah but he was yeah. still like
2: in like he had teachers like he was in school he liked his yeah, kindergarten teacher's he wanted neck to strangle. <laughs> like,
1: yeah yeah he liked his kindergarten so like at by six back to paraphilias by of, six like, he was
2: like oh strangling's my thing
1: I, it has to be something to do with his gray matter. Like, that's literally all I can Stacey's think of like,
2: now. Well, I learned earlier today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I wonder if they did get
0: his brain. Yeah, yeah, he's awful. But I do love how the documentary made it. The story is about those 93 mm-hmm. women. It's not mm-hmm. about him at and all. It's not about him. I it's love that. It's about the men and women still to this day trying to close the cases even after he's dead to try and find these nameless women mm-hmm. that they now have yeah. the faces for and they're still looking. It's yeah. uh it's a really good documentary. Yeah. So yeah, his case is crazy. He is the most prolific serial killer in the United States.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's crazy to think about it too is like he Killed them with his hands. It's so his bare intimate. hands. He killed that many people with his yeah. bare hands.
0: Yeah, like Emma came in and was like, Oh, with Vicap, because they check off one of the big things mm-hmm. is method. And she was like, He was the only person strangling. Like, how is this a thing? But chances are he was the only person strangling with his hands. Got That's them so hard hands. to do. It's mm-hmm. so hard to do, it's so intimate. It takes mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, it takes like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few minutes yeah. after they pass out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and there were some victims whose hyoid bone was shattered. Dislodged. Cr- yeah. Mm. I mean, the strength in this man's hands. He should have been a rock climber. Baker. We talked yeah. about it. Could
1: have been should've, a baker. Should have, could have, would have. Big dough. Could made a lot of bread. Could have needed a lot could've of biscuits. Could have been a pizza maker. Oh, so many make things. Big ass pizzas. Mm-hmm. He could
2: make the world's, he could have.
1: Made the world's largest pizza. Easily. With he his big ass said-
0: fucking hands. He chose his fate. and the fate of 93 women
2: and that and that's another thing we talked about 93 that he can remember yeah like one 93 insane amount to remember you're telling me he didn't yeah forget what like right you
0: you don't think he made it to 100 like that's insane yeah wouldn't you go for 100 like wouldn't you try to close that gap you think he was like keeping score Mm -hmm. no no he wasn't because they were talking about that where he would be like ah there was four over here and then mm, maybe 10 yeah he's trying to remember how many were in each state he was Mm -hmm. in which was very funny yeah he did it and how he remembered time by cars Mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah i was driving a van around that time Mm -hmm. and i was like okay (laughs) okay
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah but i agree like if he had been keeping track 100's right there. I'm a perfectionist. Like, uh, I would probably want to go for the 100. <laughs> it is just, it's just right there. You could have had a better serial killer
0: name if you made it to 100. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Agreed. We Agreed. were workshopping some names like the We sen- talked about like Century Killer. Centennial. Ooh, Centennial Killer. Yeah. The Centennial. Centennial, Strangler. Centennial if was, Strangler. If he
1: was Bi, he could be the Bi Centennial mm. Man. <laughs> Well, this and I was
0: po- right. Ra- <laughs> this is why we think Stacey has less gray matter, <laughs> like gray. more white matter. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I don't even think we've said this. Fucking Samuel Little was black. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We didn't even mention, like, <laughs> he was a black, black man. man. Uh, I almost don't even want to talk about it, but that one mugshot, man, mm-hmm. he looks
0: good in that one mugshot. His first mugshot is mm-hmm. he looks good, sexy. And every mugshot after, it's like, what happened to you? Evil. Evil is what happened to him. No, but it, it does go to show that, like, serial killers are everybody. They can be anybody.
2: Well, that's something I almost... I wanted to talk to you about, but I forgot how to say it. I was kind of surprised that people weren't mistakenly put away. Or if they were, they didn't talk about it. Because, like, it's for his yeah, for his crimes. Because if you just say, a black mm-hmm. man in the South did right. this.
1: Well, also... To think about, again, the victims, the type of it's victims. True. I hate to say it, but did law enforcement really mm-hmm. care yeah. to go further on a lot of these? Or, you know, with lack of evidence, were they just yeah. like, meh, whatever? Because that is something too, like, yes, they are all
0: sex workers, but I do think we have to talk about with all cases, lack of evidence eventually will put you into cold case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can do because more murders are going to come in with mm-hmm. more evidence and you just jump onto the next one. So well, didn't
2: they say, this is what, again, with the documentary, it was wild because it was like they had DNA, like he left DNA evidence everywhere.
0: That's how California got they him. They just like, didn't they mm-hmm. say like
2: they directly connected him to like 30 cases with DNA evidence and the rest, they were just like, mm-hmm. he knows too much. So like mm-hmm. he was leaving DNA everywhere. <laughs>
0: Left and right. But they just like, it was the lack of communication between states, right? Yes, between states and jurisdictions, which is why VICAP played such an important role for people who don't know VICAP or don't watch anything about crime. It's the Violent Criminal Apprehension Program, Mm -hmm. I believe it's VICAP. And that's a nationwide program that you can stick, you know, all of these markers in for these crimes and it spits back out if you've connected with any other victims mm-hmm. or killers for that matter. But he knew from his true crime reading as a child about fingerprints and fiber evidence. Mm-hmm. So he always made sure to not leave fingerprints and fiber evidence, which is crazy. Don't
1: leave but DNA, I mean, fibers.
0: but semen yeah, was always... Like A lot, (laughs) apparently. Enough, apparently. But again, DNA wasn't widely used Mm -hmm. until the 90s. So once he was already arrested. Done. Yeah. After he was arrested, I thought I was like, wait. (laughs) Which time? Um, (laughs) Good God. Which time? Yeah, true, too. (laughs) Emma, this comes out February 26th. Right at the end End of Black (laughs) History Month. (laughs) I mean, it's still technically black history (laughs) (laughs) all right emma well thank you so much for coming back on to talk with us about this monster everyone else like subscribe download share with your friends review rate whatever all the things are and we'll see you next week for another episode of criminal Giants.